The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In an attempt to keep further tenants from homelessness, a number of rules around the tenant in situ purchase scheme uh, are being relaxed by Dublin City Council. Now, to explain what's happening, I'm joined by Dublin City Council official Ashling Brown. Ashling, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, you might explain to us uh, the current rules before the relaxation. Uh, what do you have to be to qualify for your home being purchased by the council? Yes, Pat. So uh, Dublin City Council introduced the tenant in situ purchase programme in 2018. And at the time, we had some criteria around that. We were looking at the length of time that a tenant was on the list. We had a five-year rule that the bedroom requirements must, must have meet the household needs. For example, you know, the whatever was on your housing application, you had to have the correct number of bedrooms in the property that you were renting. So I suppose we've seen a marked increase in requests for tenant in situ acquisitions since quarter four of 2022. So I suppose in an effort to kind of progress with much of those proposals, we've slightly relaxed the rules. We've okay. relaxed the rules around bedroom requirements and length of time on the list. Okay, now uh, l- let's just clarify things. The length of time on the list, in other words, you have to have applied to the council for uh, housing anyway, so you're on the housing exactly. list. Okay, so that's, exactly. Now, that was five years. What is it now? Now, well, now we're applying uh, more, more or less complete discretion on that. So once somebody is on our housing waiting list, is in receipt of HAP, which is the housing assistance payment, or in a RAS tenancy, we're happy to continue with the process and assess the, the property, assess the family, mm. and hopefully close out on an acquisition. Now, bedroom numbers, uh, you're applying for uh, maybe three bedrooms because you've got a family of four kids and uh, maybe two adults or whatever. You apply for a three-bedroomed house and you're living currently, because it's all you can afford, in a two-bedroomed house. Exactly, exactly. So now, or previously, we would have insisted that the family look, you know, find alternative accommodation that actually matches, as you say, the household requirements. But I suppose families now, because of the lack of, of private rented accommodation out there, are often very happy to stay where they are, maybe where the kids are doubling up in bunk beds yeah. or sharing a bedroom. So once that, the family is happy to remain in the property and the landlord is uh happy to sell we'll proceed with the purchase now uh, what about if you're living in a different council area that you've rented your property in Fingal but you've put your name down on the DCC housing list what happens in that situation so in those situations uh, we now have a kind of a cross local authority arrangement in place so if the person who's on our list is residing out in Fingal out in Blanchestown once we assess that the family is eligible to proceed for a tenant in situ acquisition We'll then forward the file over to Fingal. They'll assess the property. They will purchase the property, so it will become part of Fingal's housing stock, and the tenant will become a tenant of Fingal County Council. Yeah. Now, you mentioned yeah. they will assess the property. What kind of condition yeah. does the property have to be in? Because I know of a case where, I think it was in Fingal County Council area, that a property was bought, had a perfectly brilliant new kitchen, new-ish kitchen, and uh, they just took it out because it wasn't the standard kitchen. So, okay. <laughs> which I thought was yeah. terrible, wasteful, but th- there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. So well, what about the condition of the property you're about to purchase? Okay, so, so we buy the properties as they are. So tenants are advised and landlords are advised for wishing to sell that we 
the tenant would be expected to kind of stay in the property as it is and they can apply for maintenance over time like any other Dublin City Council tenant. So if something goes wrong, they can put in a maintenance request. When we're doing a tenant in situ acquisition, we don't go in and remove kitchens or bathrooms or obviously if down the line, as I said, maintenance is required, that's absolutely perfectly acceptable. Okay. Um, that situation you described, potentially maybe the property was empty it was, and yeah. Maybe they went, yeah, yeah, but in this situation we wouldn't. Um, we do inspect the properties. Um, we have a clerk of works who goes out. Now, what he's looking for is structural issues in the property. Um, you know, maybe something built on to the back of the property that might be of concern. Um, but once the property is in good order and no major structural issues that could cause a, a big problem down the line, we proceed then to our valuation stage. Now, how do you value the property? Um, it's very difficult for anyone selling a property to to guess at what it might fetch on the open market. Yeah, yeah. So we, we offer market value. So I suppose maybe there's a bit of a misconception out there that we are, we have a team of professional valuers um, and they're out there valuing sites and properties all day for the local authority. So we offer market value. We, we're not looking for, you know, a bargain price here. So we always reassure vendors, look, you know, we're not going to be looking for some kind of, you know, major discount because we're taking the property with the tenants in situ. It's market value. And our valuers are really experienced. I mean, they're out there all the time. So they, they really have a good idea of what properties are achieving in, you know, mm. all the areas across the city. Now, um, checking out titles and all the rest, conveyancing is a tedious business for anybody buying yeah. anything in the way of property. So um, how are you doing? Because we had uh, figures thrown out about DCC only by a half a dozen properties or whatever it was. It turns out yeah. that there was several hundred in process. How long does it take to process and what's your ambition for 2023? How many do you think you can buy? Yeah, well, look, at the moment we're sale agreed on 81 properties. But we have over 200 and, let me check, 278 in the pipeline. And as you say, conveyancing um, can kind of really take as long as it takes. We have solicitors from both sides. So we have our solicitors team, we have the vendor solicitors team, and uh, as you say, title, all that. I mean, that can take four months. So from start to finish, so our part of the process where we're doing tenant checks, inspections, valuations can take two and then you could be looking another four months for your conveyancing. So, yeah, potentially potentially six months, which I think is, is not, it's not out of the rounds of kind of what happens in a normal acquisition, you know, if yeah. you're buying and selling your own, your own property. Can now, now getting people off the housing list and into some sort of permanent accommodation is the ambition of all uh, the councils. But there is the worry that it does, uh, if you're lucky enough to have a landlord who wants to sell, and it qualifies for uh, for the, the the scheme under the rules that you've outlined, that you could be on the housing list for five years or two, three years, whatever it is, however flexible the system might be, and you get a house, but someone who's been on the list for seven, eight years doesn't because they're not in a landlord's property who wants to sell. And it does seem unfair. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I suppose from Dublin City Council's point of view, we're looking at it from we're trying to prevent homelessness. Like I would, we would feel that a lot of these families may potentially, because of the lack of, of uh, property out there in the private rented market, may end up in emergency accommodation. Um, I suppose these properties have already been in use as um, not actually social housing, but they, the households have been in receipt of a housing assistance payment. 
So, I mean, while I, I understand other people are maybe sitting on a waiting list and, and, you know, seeing this happen, I suppose the cost of homelessness to the city and to our communities in general um, we feel that this initiative is, I mean, is a good yeah. outcome all round. Yeah. Now, some of the comments coming in. Uh, tenant in situ purchase scheme is depriving first-time buyers who can't afford new bills of a route to home ownership. It's distorting the market even further. That's from Paul. And two specific cases. I'm a single dad currently renting a three-bedroomed house for the last five years on Homeless Hap with my son. We're on a housing list for a two-bed, but we were allowed to get a three-bed at the time. What will happen if our landlord sells? Can we stay in the three bed or do we have to go looking for a two bed is it well in, in dublin city area we'd certainly be applying discretion in that case if he has a son living with them and he has additional bedrooms. okay i'm a single man on an invalidity pension living alone in a two-bedroom apartment i'm a hap tenant where do i stand same sort of question exactly well exactly i mean i would i would hope that these people would you know make themselves known to us and contact us I mean, certainly, I mean, somebody there you say may have may have a disability. We would certainly be just, uh, applying discretion in that instance. Ashling, you've been very helpful. Thank you very much for joining us, Ashling Brown, who's Dublin City Council official. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk.